Blog Talk Radio. This is Tom Pollan in the host seat again for a brand new week of Weekend Sports Huddle. And we got a full show for you today. We're going to be taking care of a lot of business. Uh, To start with, we do not have uh, Dave Holcomb or Hunter Hodes this week. Uh, Dave is on vacation. And we'll be passing through Chicago later this week, Thursday, Friday. And the tickets are bought. Thursday will be the Cubs against the Giants. And Friday's going to be the White Sox and the Orioles. And for the first time since – and we've known each other for about seven years. And for the first time, we are going to meet face-to-face. So, with two ball games this next weekend, looking forward to it. Hunter Hodes is working. And we all know that, especially for struggling college students, um, Got to take the green when it's out there, so that's the priority. But I do have a special guest co-host joining the show today. So you don't have to hear me talk to myself for an hour. Uh, I'll introduce her in just a moment, but first we'll have to go over the headlines. We're going to take a step back and get a fresh take on what the Bears have accomplished this offseason, especially since we're going to have a fresh take from our co-host. Uh, we'll cover what news has come out of Matt Nagy's first OTA scrimmages, if if anything uh, prominent. And we'll also take a spin around the rest of the NFC North and catch up with uh, what the Vikings, Packers, and Lions are doing because um, you know this is this is where the division is, and those are the teams that it looks like another strong division in the um, NFC Central. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, we're going to bring him up for our Pittsburgh fans, even though we don't have uh, Dave or Hunter. Critical of the Steelers' decision to select quarterback Mason Rudolph in the third round of the draft. Uh, we'll talk about his comments and and possibly starting to change his mind very slowly about uh, what he's thinking about Rudolph. We'll wind up the show with baseball talk. Throughout 2018 season, is passing the quarter pole, 40 games in. We'll take a look at what the Cubs fortune so far in a tightly bunched NL Central race. And that is all coming up on WRSP's Weekend Sports Huddle. Believe it or not, we are going to fit that into one hour. Uh, if you want to join the show, talk about any of these topics, give us a call, 516-387-1417. Or you can tweet us at our Twitter handle, at WKD Sports Huddle. And uh, I'm going to bring in my co-host. I've been following her work since we both wrote for Football Nation. And now she covers the Bears beat for our turf football. Welcome to the show, Wanda Weidman. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to have you on. Well, it's been a pretty exciting time. Time in sports, I have to say, I'm loving what 
going on with Bears and, and the Cubs uh, game last night looked like uh, Addy was finally finding his groove. So it'll be interesting to to uh, talk about what we love. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I enjoy this every Saturday. It, it is a blast to do. So, and looking forward to it. I think we're going to have a killer show today. We got a lot of topics to talk about. And awesome. I'm before ready. we get <laughs> before we get started, this show is brought to you by author Marco Sacchio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you toward wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. All right, Chicago Bears. Um, to me, and it's been a while since I've kind of seen this level of confidence in the Bears' future. Uh, among, you know, Bears Nation, all the fans, and even some of the writers I, that we both know that are online that covers the team. Um, is this actually, I mean, is all this optimism actually well-founded, or do you think it may be going over the top at this moment? You know, I mean, everything looks good on paper. You know, obviously you look at the players, you see what you've got, and, um, you know, it's building a a team that looks like it could be a team of the future. It's a young team. Um, you know, obviously nothing, nothing is foolproof until you see them on the field and they're playing and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Is it better than last year? When you look at it, yeah, it, it, it is better than last year. I mean, you look at how they went after um, several defensive players. Uh, they went full on with um, uh, covering the, the linebackers in, in the, the, the front seven of the defense, you know, with taking um, uh, Iggy, um, Joel Iggy there, that, that he's a sideline to sideline player. And he's, he's played outside and stacked backer. He's got great cover skills and he's got great pass uh, rush abilities. Um, you know, he, he needs to, to obviously do some work with his hands. He he's, uh, needs to know how to how to press his hands uh, better. But, you know, with, with that in there, and then you've got Bilal Nichols and Kylie Fitz. I like Bilal Nichols. I think he's, he's a big, powerful um, player there who's got the potential to play in three positions. He can play nose tackle, defensive end, and, and uh, defensive tackle. He plays really well and fast, and he did very well at the – East-West game. I liked his rush upside. And then you have Kylie Fitz, mm-hmm. who's, who's got this ridiculous, relentless pursuit of the ball. And I liked him at the Senior Bowl. He has real high motor. Um, he's an early down uh, player that's against the run. And he's also a, a base down 3-4 back. So I think there they really did well in trying to cover their bases there and really trying to build a young defensive team. I think it was absolutely fantastic that they were able to keep Vic Fangio so that the continuity in that defense stayed. You could see that they really want to build it. Uh, with all of the potential wide receivers, tight ends, everything that they covered there for Mitchell Trubisky, I think it's, it's all positive, and it all shows that this team could really make it are we thinking way far in advance that they're going to be playoff contenders? <laughs> it's, too, yeah. it's too soon to even say That's that. Right. You know, we, we, let's, let's just, let's be in to see if you can say that, you know, at that point, then you, then, then we know where we're really at. But I think, you know, on paper, it looks really well. Let's see what happens in, 
um, you know, in the in the beginning of the season. Well, exactly. I mean, every, everything always looks so positive uh, before you play the game. Um, I, I think all up and down the NFL, you get a lot of teams, a lot of fans who are thinking that they're, you know, they're either there or we're one player away from being a Super Bowl contender. But you know, I agree with you. There's a lot of a lot of uh, positives. I think Ryan Pace did a hell of a job this year, especially in the draft. Um, Absolutely, yeah. You know, getting uh, Roquan Smith, it, you know, and having him available for them was, was I think, great, uh, uh, you know, great pickup. Um, and then trading back into the second round really impressed me. I know the Bears had to give up, um, you know, next year's second round pick, but to me, that. that I don't concern myself with that because right. you had a receiver that graded out in the second round with Anthony Miller. So, oh yeah, you know you, you can't be disappointed. And everybody's saying, well, you know, Ryan Pace traded away another draft pick. We're going to be sure draft picks next year. It doesn't matter. You, each draft is its own um, its own entity, and you, you yeah. get what you can right now. And and he was the best player. And he was able to get him. Yeah, exactly. You know? He's, you know, and that and that young kid is 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 phenomenal. He's so quick. He's got great sticky hands. Uh, he can catch a ball. Yeah. And, and even watching him in one of his, one of the uh, uh, some college tape, he he caught a ball with with three fingers, kind of like a Odell <laughs> Beckham thing. That you know, so obviously you can see that this kid can ball out. Really right. fun to watch him play. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him on the field uh, come training camp, come the preseason, see what he can do. Um, yeah. What still concerns you about this team going into 2018? Um, what still concerns me, um, you know, obviously is the offensive line. Um, that, that front seven that needs to protect Trubisky. Um, you know, uh, Kyle Long has had quite a few surgeries and it's going to be hard to see, you know, uh, how he's going to do, um, how quickly he's healed, if he's fully healed. Um, right. You know, there's, there's some, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent behind Bobby Massey. Um, he, he's struggled on occasions. There are times where, where he ended up on his rear end mm-hmm. um, being bull rushed by a defender. So, there's my yep. concern, really. I'm not so concerned about the defense. There's a little bit of concern when it comes to some of the corners, um, you know, that, that they have. Uh, you know, I, I haven't seen a heck of a lot out of Dion Bush um, there, but, you know, they've, they've done some other um, undrafted free agents, you know, to, to see how they're going to pick that up and fix that. There is one young man that they just signed, uh, the um, – uh, John Franklin III, who was a quarterback actually for a, for a uh, uh, for FSU. Uh, originally, he was on some show called The Last Last Chance U. So, so they got this young okay. who was a quarterback for you know, and they got him, and then he went from quarterback to wide receiver, and now they tried him out on DB, and that's what the Bears took him as. So I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. to see how yes. they're going to to use him. 
I'm thinking, and you'll probably hear it here first, I'm thinking they're going to use him in special teams, possibly as a punt returner, can run. Um, he, they, they had him clocked at 4, 420. So, well, you know, if he can oh, run. And that's incredible, got, yeah. Yeah, if he's got good good skills, um, you know, running and holding the ball, that'd be great. I was concerned about ball security with him. Um, where he runs, uh-huh. he kind of like flaily runs with his with just one arm holding the ball, and that's just not going to happen, you know. In in the yeah, NFL, no. so they're gonna they're gonna teach that out of him really quick. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> <hope> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that's well, you my, know, you know that's, that's my main concern, really. Okay, um, and I agree with you on the offensive line, and it's amazing because you know Bobby Massey. Years ago, when he was coming out of college, I thought, you know, with his size, um, long arms, strength, that he would actually – I thought he might be a good draftee for the Bears. Uh, I remember writing about him. And, mm. boy, huge disappointment in Arizona. And I, I really have not seen what I expected out of him when he was coming out of college. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm – at this point, what you're going to, you know, what are you going to do? Um, right. I like the fact that uh, Nick Quitkowski, uh, I mean, uh, oh, God. Yeah. It's, it's Saturday morning. you got to give me a chance. Uh, Cody White here is going to be staying at center. <laughs> oh, God. But you got Cody White here who's going to stay at center where he made the Pro Bowl and I think he, he's incredibly impressive yet, and I'm glad they're going to keep him there um, right. and move uh, Daniels to guard. But so the interior of their line, I'm very confident in it. It's and, and from what I was hearing from some of the news, I guess um, Kyle Long has been saying that he's healthy. Now you could take that with a grain of salt, but right. you know, at least at least Long is actually saying that he feels he can play. And that gives the Bears one hell of an interior as far as their line goes. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. My concern going into the season is outside linebacker. Uh because mm. I don't think Leonard Floyd has really proven himself yet. And this yeah. is his year. He's gotta come out and really show what the Bears saw out of him. In you know at Georgia, he's got to hit that ceiling that they they saw him at. Yeah, that's true. That that's true. And then they, they've, um, I think that's what what he was uh, Ryan Pace was trying to do and cover uh, the outside. I think um, they were even talking about uh, Bilal Nichols uh, being that he can um, uh, play on that uh, stance. Or I think it's Kyle Fitz, one of the two. But um, he could play on the outside and, and hopefully take that position opposite of um, mm-hmm. Floyd. So you know it'll be it'll be interesting in in that sense of how they're going to balance it out. I think they got potential players, but I think they're going to be tweaking it. I think they're going to be actually tweaking yeah. players and in positions that normally they played in college differently. Um, being I I really see that that Fangio's planning to do some hybrid, you know, use of, of players. Um, because he'll be the mm-hmm. first one to tell you, you know what, 
it's not really, you know, we do 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three. You know, we don't have a, like, strict 3-4 defense. Right. So, so exactly. the way that he plays, it's it's varied. Mm-hmm. Do you see, I mean, do you think they're going to stay where they're at, or could you see them? I know there's been some rumors that, and I think these are media-generated rumors. I actually don't think they're bear-generated rumors, but just want to run it past you. Uh, the possibility of bringing Willie Young or Lamar Houston back into the fold. Um, you know, I I think it's a very good possibility, um, depending on on what they have and what what plans out. I I think if they're going to bring anybody back, um, I would think they'll probably bring back Lamar Houston um, because he did pretty well when he was with the Bears. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the only the only concern is obviously, you know, um, you know, health-wise or Willie Young, you know, but I think if it's a choice, it would probably be Lamar Houston. So I think he would be a faster, bigger, more potential um, start, things rolling in, in a really good veteran to who already knows the system. So um, I think he would probably be the, the one to, you know, to go for it. Um, if you, if you had the, you know, the choice of that defense, you know, what would you see would be besides the linebacker uh, situation, you know, do you see the concern that everybody has in regards to the edge rusher of something that we need so vital uh, for this team? Oh yeah, I, I really do. Um, and that, that I think is one of the problems that they've had with the defense is I, I think it's, it's, it's one of the most important uh, pieces of defense to be able to pressure from the edge. Um, they get great push up the, up the middle, um, you know, with Akeem Hicks and uh, Goldman. But that's the thing. You still got, you know, the quarterback is still able to escape. They haven't, they don't really um, lock down the edge as well as I would like to see them do. And, you know, with uh, Leonard Floyd, I, this is a top ten pick. You traded up to get him, um, and I always have a problem trying to draft players on ceiling and potential, uh, which is why I was so happy with this year's draft. I think he picked some great football players, um, you know. And I've always said great athletes don't necessarily always make great football players, but. Uh, if you're drafting him in the top ten, he better be an impact edge rusher. Um, I think you've got to force the quarterback to make quick decisions. That makes your secondary better. Um, right. And that's that's why I really think the Bears fell short last year, and that's why uh, I think this is a make or break year for Leonard Floyd. They have to have it. He's got to be able to. You know, you're hoping that he that he's made himself a little bit more solid this year in, in weight mm-hmm. wise, um, so that he can, um, you know, pick up the blocks uh, better and be able to, you know, to, you know, rush past the, the offensive line. So right. Yeah, that's really, you know, uh, important in that. And, and, uh, and I was wondering if you thought that any of the potential players that they took in this draft could fit in as a pass rusher from what you've seen. Oh, I'm telling you, 
I haven't seen as much as I normally see uh, coming out of the draft because I've been dealing with my dad so much uh, this spring, uh, trying to get him settled into a, uh, assisted living, and he's got dementia. So I've, I've been really working on that. I haven't done as much scouting of players this year. I've been kind of counting on everybody else to do a lot of scouting. So I have to be honest, I really haven't seen a lot of this yet. I'm probably going to be catching up on a lot of this now uh, during OTAs and during the preseason. So, yeah. you know, great question, but, you know, I, I wish – I wish I had done, you know, I just didn't have the chance to scout it out this year. You know, I, and and I actually had fun doing that this year. Uh, it was my, my um, second year of actually, like, watching film and scouting them out and looking at the potential players that came out. So I had a lot of fun in watching some of these players. <laughs> and, I, and, and I would probably really keep an eye on uh, Belong Nicole um, uh, when uh, the uh, – uh, training camp comes out and uh, preseason. Uh, Bilal and Kylie Fitz. Those two, I think, um, are going to be very surprising. And, and I think, especially Kylie Fitz, he's got some, you know, he's got something to prove. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Especially if if he's a if if he's a ball hawk, then I think he's really going to be out there looking to uh, to see what he can knock out of, of a person's uh, you know player's hands. Um, but uh, Bilal Nichols, I think, because he's got such a nice rush upside, going to fill in that spot. Because he can play three positions, I think he's the one that's going to be surprising. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, I, and I appreciate the insight. Cause, um, and I'll be keeping an eye on them definitely uh, as the preseason goes along. And, you know, I'm going to be able to watch things a lot closer now. And, and uh I'm looking forward to seeing how some of these rookies uh, translate to the pro game. So, yes, yeah, me, um, me too. One more thing with the Bears is, you know, after the success last season of the Rams with Sean McVay, uh, the trend, and especially when the Bears were looking for their coach, um, seemed to be, you know, you got to bring in a young offensive mind. And right. the Bears did that with Matt Nagy. Uh, he's actually only been – he was a quarterback coach for four years, one year as offensive coordinator. His other years he was uh, uh intern or, uh, you know, uh, quality control assistant. Do you think Bears fans, Bears media has been projecting Sean McVay onto Matt Nagy? Uh I know the one advantage Nagy has is he comes from the, uh, you know, Reed coaching tree, which seems to be an incredible uh, productive uh, coaching tree. But um, do you think, you know, what do you see out of Nagy going into 2018, uh, his first job as a, as a head coach? You know, I, I think it's, it's um, you know, I think he's going to be very similar to uh, – McVay, I think I think he's um uh he he's got this uh this uh love for the game and I think bringing that back to Chicago um is vital extremely vital yes what they experienced the past four years or past three years that they that John Fox was there this is different they you know his 
his uh, uh, his mentality and his, his mantra, if you want to call it, going in to uh, Hallis Hall and, and addressing the players and saying, look, we need to be obsessed with this game. Love it. Have fun. And you can see that that's what he was doing in OTAs. He was just 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 enjoying watching these players and and he's mm-hmm. encouraging them to you know to banter against each other offense defense because he wants them to love the game so when they get out there they love playing you know they they want to get there they want to do what they what they want to do and they're hungry to win and he's hungry to succeed the smartest yes. thing that Nagy did was bringing in key coaches to help him along you know Heidstead you know from uh, from Notre Dame to be able to to you know take care of that offensive line and bringing back Fangio and you know and 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 having the key uh, 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 players I mean coaches in place I can't remember the name of the coach for the wide receivers but he was uh, he's also like he because he used to play with Nagy um, when mm-hmm. when they were in the um, yes in the that's CFL. right so yeah so so he he knows and understands and. I think at this point he's, he's, he was smart enough to build a team around him of coaches that are going to have the same excitement and love and passion for the game. So I think as he's going in, and because he's got so many plays, I think it's just going to be fantastic. Uh, one more thing before we move on to the rest of the NFC North. We're going to have to take a quick break. Um, are you surprised that Vic Sangio – I, he only got one interview, and are you surprised he wasn't considered more for the Bears head coaching job? Um, you know, I was. I, I actually was surprised. I, I thought that they would have, uh, because the Bears have been known to be a you know a, a uh, defensive team. So I thought he would have actually been good for that position. But um, I think they went you know offensive because they're looking at building uh, up for Trubisky. And I think that's why they went that direction. I think they, they wanted a, a, uh, a head coach that was going to really um, support and build the young rookie into their franchise QB. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, especially since Pace is kind of married to Trubisky now. Uh, Pace's right. job depends on whether Trubisky succeeds or fails. So, um, we're going to take a quick break, folks, if you want to get in and talk about the Bears or any other topic in the NFL. We'll take on uh, any sports talk topic here. Uh, give us a call, 516-387-1417. Uh, when we return, we're going to take a quick trip uh, for the first time on this show around the rest of the NFC North with Wanda Weidman of Archer Football and Wanda, why don't you give your uh, Twitter handle on just so yeah, people can connect with you? Is, <laughs> my Twitter handle is at uh, WandaW63, and you'll find me there. You can find me on uh, Our Turf Football uh, doing some Bears uh, takes, and then you can also find me on Bears uh, Barroom. Uh, I've started doing some writing for them, so uh, I'm, I'm really? moving around. Yeah. Telling you, that's great. <laughs> okay, so. I got to look for you there. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple of uh, stuff up there, and I'm gonna put some more on there, so it'll be fun. They're a great group of people. Okay. 
yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, follow a lot of them, and they really do a heck of a job there. Uh, we oh, will yeah. be back in just a minute, and everybody give us a break at Blog uh, Radio, WRST Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle. Are you looking for a fun and creative way to enjoy fitness? Whether for health, wellness, or as a hobby, Katie's Sunshine Hoops is the answer. Affordable, custom-made by-hand hula hoops, fitness hoops, art pieces, hoop dancing videos, and advice are available at www.katiesunshinehoops.com. And we're back on Weekend Sports Huddle. This is Tom Holland, along with football writer, Bears expert, uh, Wanda Weidman, Archer Football, and she just gave you her contact information on where you can find her on Twitter. Uh, this show is brought to you by author Marco Sacchio, Learn the Secret of the Human Mind, and the laws of the universe that will guide you toward wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. Wanda, I tease my other two co-hosts about this constantly because they're Steelers fans. Um, <laughs> but the Bears, you know, how the Bears won the AFC North last season. <laughs> but, you know, the NFC North is where it takes, and there's going to be a lot of challenges. Hey, the Bears did win the AFC North last season. <laughs> and I, I, I never fail to uh, remind them of that. But uh, a lot of moves by the rest of the teams, I think the division has actually gotten tougher. Um, that's why I'm not quite sure the Bears are a playoff team yet. Um because, you know, you look at what the Vikings did bringing in uh, uh, Kirk Cousins and Team uh, Cousins with uh, Delvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Stefan Diggs. So, and in my opinion, the Vikings already play a Super Bowl brand of uh, defense. So, they're going to be a big, uh, they're going to be tough for everybody next season. And, I don't know. Right now, I would have to say maybe they're at the top of the division. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to. I have to agree here. Um, you know, I think. Uh, you know, every every division, it's kind of hard to, to tell who's gonna who's gonna go where. I think with the NFC North, I think the the Bears have a chance. I think the Steelers actually, and and I'm gonna kind of go off here is like the. There's this petition, but it's almost as if it's it's all based on on uh, quarterbacks or or the or the defense. Um, you know who who's going to be? Is it is it a defense team that's going to take it? Is it the quarterback? You know because everybody already thinks, hey, you know if it's if it's Tom Brady and in uh, you know uh, it's the quarterback that's going to win it no matter what. You know if it's if it's going to be Denver Denver. You know, they struggle with quarterback, it's going to be the defense. Um, you know, I think with with the NFC North, it's so interesting that you have um, some defenses, of course, with, with the Vikings. And their, and their defense has been, you know, scout defense. It, it depends on what the Lions did with the, their defense, if they did anything. The Packers, I, you know, it, it's on the fence because they've got some, uh, some veteran guys that are just kind of there and they they're building their defense as well, and they've they've gotten their. You know, it's interesting though. I wanted to say that in the in the Packers with their 
their uh, their secondary. They 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 covered their their corners and their safeties because now they're mm-hmm. concerned about the Bears and their passing. Now now there's actually a concern yeah. about that you know because before it was not a big deal. Now they're concerned. So now they've got to make sure because God forbid the the Bears beat the Packers. You know especially under you know Mike McCarthy. It's like you mm-hmm. know. He and Aaron Rodgers believe they own the Bears. So I think this year yeah. it's it really that if anything, just beat them at least once <laughs> this season and make it count. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, the, and that's the thing, you know, amazingly, considering where the Bears were last year and the fact that they – let Cam Meredith uh, get re you know, get signed by the Saints. I think he's done a heck of a job putting a, a receiver core together. That yeah, I think the Packers are worried about. I think it showed it in the draft. You're right. I think it's something that that now we can look at, and it's you know, yes, Rogers is a is a a good uh, uh, Rogers is a good uh, quarterback, but um, you know, getting rid of his ace wide receiver and Jordy Nelson, um, I think put a crimp in it and now he's got to get used to another receiver to do, you know, his go to guy. Does he have that? You know, is there is there confidence in his uh, you know, his offensive line or even defense? So, you know, I wouldn't just I wouldn't automatically like a lot of the media people have done and sports analysts throw the Packers as the ones already set to win the NFC North. I think I think they need to mm-hmm. step back a little bit and let all the teams play out and see what happens, but not just predict. Hey, you know these are these are the ones that are going to win, uh, contending just because Rodgers is quarterback. No, I agree with you. Um, now I think a quarterback does tend to make receivers makes his receivers better. Um, I've believed that for a long time. So I, I've always been the kind of guy that. You can win a Super Bowl on defense, but you put yourself in position every year to win a Super Bowl if you got the quarterback in place. And one of the things, and that's one of the things I think Brian Pace has done right. Um, you look at Denver. Denver won with with their defense uh, the final year. You know, with Peyton Manning, uh, statistically was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league that season. So you can yeah. win one, but to win continuously, you have to put, you know, a top quarterback on the field. I'm not so sure the Vikings, I'm still not sold completely on Kirk Cousins. Um, and I agree yeah. with you. I don't think the Packers have a lot of receiving. They did sign Jimmy Graham at, at a tight end, but uh, they're going to be weak when it comes to receiver this year. And it's going to be tough for Rodgers to, to make uh, – you know, to make something out of that position. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and even, you know, with Kirk Cousins uh, in uh, with the Vikings, um, what's interesting is that, you know, you look at his stats when it comes to the red zone, and he's had so many interceptions in that red zone. You've got a, you know, if, if the Bears are, you know, with their, their uh, key safeties and corners back there, they're going to eat up Cousins. Uh, you know, especially, mm-hmm. you know, with Eddie Jackson and Agent Amos, I mean, those two, they're going to be looking 
for that, and they're going to. And I'm I'm looking at a high ceiling there, um, in in that position. Again, you have Kirk Cousins, who's learning a new playbook, uh, who's who's now having to get used to uh, new new receivers and and players that he's not used to, and he's got to gain that that rapport and that trust. So um, that'll be interesting to watch. But like I said, with 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 you know, and, and not to say anything about the Lions. You know, the Lions have. You know, they 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 have a a really good quarterback that they just have not given the right tools for. They they haven't given him key players in Stafford. You know, he he can throw the ball, he can launch it, he can ball out, but he can't be the only one to carry that team, and that seems to be the case in that offense. So that's why they haven't been able to close out games and do what they need to do. But you know, again. I didn't see them go all out when it came to receiver um, for them this mm-hmm. year as well. So, you know, they, there you have it, and you look at what Pace did to build the Bears to be a contending team. It was it, it, his his job was on the line, and he did what he needed to do and say, okay, I hear you. We're going to do this. Let's go full on, and and we'll do that. And they went after Robinson. They got Gabriel. They got Burton and added those key pieces and now added more from the draft, I can't imagine them not succeeding, you know, at least, you know, better than, you know, even if it's just a 10-6 or at the minimum a 7-9, but they have to at least do way better than what they did in this past three seasons. Oh, I think they will. I think that's coming up. And, I really think, you know, I, I really haven't been overly impressed with uh, what the Lions have done this past offseason. Uh, and you're right, they don't close out games, but when you don't have a running game, and they haven't had a running game for years, it's impossible to close out a game. Um, right. Because once you get a lead, that, that's where you've got to go. That's, and, and they can't do it. And even adding Garrett Blunt this year, I still don't think they can do it. So, yeah, uh, I think the Lions are definitely right to the picking for the Bears uh, this season. I think they're going to give the Green Bay Packers all they can handle. And (laughs) but but boy, those Vikings, you know, loaded on defense, and they do have weapons around for Cousins. But you know, I agree with you. You know, Cousins, he's he's learning the new playbook and and. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how he, re, you know, how he moves forward. Is he yeah, the quarterback yeah. that the Vikings expect him to be? Yeah, that and see, yeah, and and they've that, that's what they're going to have to see, and they're they're obviously going to have to give him, you know, at least the 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 first year to kind of get all the 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 kinks out and learning the system and so on. But um, you know, see their their future quarterback going on for the next four years. You know, that's that's. That will time will tell on on that one. So, yep. So right, now we're going to take what, another break. Well, go ahead. Okay. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, um, I was just I was just thinking of the uh, yeah the the um you know kind of going back and thinking about you know Matt Matt Nagy, um, the uh, you know he's been trying to give the the uh, some different looks and 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 watching how. Um, the 
defense actually uh, intercepted quite a few balls uh, from uh-huh. Trubisky because he was throwing out some. Um, did, did that at all, you know, kind of hearing that concern you at all, or did you think it was just, hey, you know, they're, it's, it's new looks, new plays, so they're just trying to get the kinks out, and then, and then he's good to go? I think it's a lot of new looks and new plays. Um, yeah. He's getting used to a completely different wide receiver set, a lot faster wide receiver set. Um, you know, they, they've added some speed to that receiver position this year that they didn't have uh, last couple of years with uh, Taylor Gabriel. Um, I think Allen Robinson, I've always liked as a receiver. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to get a lot out of him. Um, so I, I think it's just getting the kinks out. I think Trubisky showed me last year <laughs> what he was able to do with uh, really a semi-pro talent uh level receiver set that, you know, he can make big throws, he can make big plays, and I don't think anything rattles him on the field. So, at this time, I I have absolutely no worries about him. Awesome. I feel the same way. So, I was just trying to to nip it before (laughs) anybody starts panicking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. You're right. And you, you know how Bears fans can be. Uh, you yes. know, uh, you know, two games in the preseason, everybody's going to be wondering why Chase Daniels isn't the starter. So, so that's how it works. Uh, we're going to go into another break. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute with our turf footballs, Wanda Weidman. Uh, we're going to take a look at. Ben Roethlisberger uh, comments about uh, Mason Rudolph. We'll do that real quick. And we're going to finish up the show with some National League Central Baseball. So stick with us. we got a lot of great uh, sports talks still to come. You probably still take a call. We have a little bit of time. 516-387-1417 if you want to get in, uh, get in on the show. Or tweet us at WKD Sports Huddle. And we will be right back. Tom Pollan, Wanda White. Einstein and Moo is Jennifer Millies' exciting new children's book series about two black and white cats who are brother and sister and have great adventures. The first book, Einstein and the Leap, is all about playful Einstein. Suitable for children of all ages and cat lovers alike, Einstein and the Leap is a wonderfully written and illustrated book that will capture your heart. Buy your copy of Einstein and the Leaf today at www.rsplaunchpad.com, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble Nook. And we are back on Weekend Sports Huddle. This is Tom Pollan. Dave Holcomb and Hunter Hodes are out this week. Uh, but we do have Wanda Weidman who's been giving us some you know, fantastic insight into what uh, – we are, you know, coming up, looking to see uh, out of the Bears next season, out of the NFC North next season. Let's move on to um, the butthurt Ben Roethlisberger. And... <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh, you know, <laughs> but, you know, he's going to be 36. I mean, and this, this 
was really surprising because you have these quarterbacks who think they're going to play till they're about 42, 43. Mm-hmm. And I, I say constantly, the only two quarterbacks that have put together winning seasons after the age of 40, uh, well, Tom Brady now, but right. the other is Brett Favre with the Vikings and uh, uh, Warren Moon. So, right. you know, the trend is, and, and from a lot of the things that I did some research on at once, once you hit 37 and 38, that's when things go downhill. So you really see a drop in uh, in performance. So, right. you know, seeing Ben Roethlisberger saying that he plans to play now, he was threatening to retire last year, but he's, he's because he's going to play now for three to five more years. That's right. Here's my theory. Okay, here's, here's my theory. Okay. The, re, the reason that, that Big Ben is so disappointed, you know, because they took Mason Rudolph, has nothing to do with the fact that they, you know, that they should have used the third, you know, that third-round pick to get a key player. The threat is because he actually sees that Rudolph is a 2.0 of himself. And, and here's, here's why. This is like really some interesting info that, that, that kind of throws in. The similarities are uncanny. So, Jason Rudolph, you know, both of these guys, you know, when, when they were drafted, both 6'5", 22 years old, okay, and their college stats are pretty close. Now Rudolph played all four four years, and and Roethlisberger only three. Rudolph's first year kind of was like just getting him started, you know, in 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 college football. So we're not going to count that. So we'll take the last three years right. of what he played. Last three years of what he played, his stats went at he he passed for twelve thousand four hundred fourteen yards. He had eighty four touchdowns, twenty two interceptions. And a completion rate of 63.56% with a QBR of 159. Big Ben had 10,829 passing yards in his college career, 80 touchdowns, 23 INTs, and a completion rate of 65.5%. Now, that's not scary stat right there to show where he is. Whoa, Dave's got my replacement right there at any moment. Because think about it. He didn't have to worry about Landry Jones because he was awful. He didn't have to worry about Jones or Dobbs. He's like, you know, I have my job saved. Here comes Mason Rudolph, who is a 2.0 of himself, and he can take over, and he can easily, Roethlisberger can be gone. That's where his fear is. And you know what I thought was kind of yeah. funny is, is Mason Rudolph, his real name is Brett Mason Rudolph. So B R B R. So you've got Ben uh, Roethlisberger uh, and Brett. Oh, <laughs> I love that. It's like a nightmare for Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. And you know, and that's the thing. You know, Roethlisberger say, "Well, in the third round, we want to get somebody who can help the team." Um. It, it, it's, you don't have a quarterback behind you, Ben, who's ready to take over. You know the team that that Super Bowl window slut, you know, shuts, slam shut. 
uh, you, you got to have this guy. And I, I think some experts who actually hit Rudolph were the first round grade. So yeah, it's yeah, it's don't tell me that he's not somebody who can help the team. He's somebody that you have to have because if you know it's like the Bears. The Bears didn't have anybody, and I wrote about it a couple seasons before that. I think a couple seasons ago, the Bears didn't have anybody who could take over for Jay Cutler. And right. you know, say what you will about Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was a professional quarterback, and right. given some more tools, uh, I think he could have taken that team to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. But yeah, especially the the year, uh, what was it, 2011 or 2012, when he hurt his thumb, uh, right. trying to stop a pick six. You know, he was playing some of the best football of his career that time, at that time. And I really yeah. thought he had the Bears charging, um, you know, to something big. But, you know, they didn't have anybody to replace him. That's why I was looking at that draft, you know, with Dak Prescott coming out, Mahomes um, coming out, and saying, you know, this might be the time for the Bears to replace Cutler. Well, they did it last year. Right. You know, they they understood that they needed that guy. But, you know, right. Roethlisberger, seemed, you know, and you're right. I think he's nervous about it. He sees, uh, you know, sees his future kind of slipping away. And But but as a team, the team, the Pittsburgh Steelers have to do that. Or else, yes, exactly. You know, they're, they're in dead trouble. So. Yeah. And, and if anything that was learned from – from the Eagles this past season, you know, uh, here, here your, your, your franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz goes down. They have a veteran, well, uh, well-groomed uh, uh, quarterback that could come in, step in, and, um, you know, play the, uh, you know. Yeah, Nick Foles, who played, played effectively. Right, and, Mm-hmm. And he came in and and took charge of that offense, number one quarterback, and he did phenomenal work. So it's just amazing mm-hmm. of what you know. Here, here's a lesson learned. Now you have to follow through. Well, granted, every single team took notice of the Philadelphia Eagles. They saw what was done. Now they're trying to do the same thing. How many quarterbacks went in this draft? That's what they're thinking. All these teams uh-huh. are thinking the same exactly. thing. We need to have a good backup if we get to that position. And for Roethlisberger to even think, you know, he, he's going to, like like you said, be butthurt because they took a quarterback. Dude, you, don't you want to win? I mean, yeah, <laughs> let's exactly. Be, let's be real. Right. Exactly. Uh, and that's what it's all about. And, and yeah, you look at the – Look at Big Ben, and it's, you know, and the other thing is the guy's been hurt so much. Yeah. Yeah. You can't count on him being out there. So, you know, you you know you've got to have somebody besides Landry Jones who can can do this. Exactly. Um, Exactly. So, you know, it's. Yeah, he's just he's just. I, I think to. I think the Steelers did the right thing. Um, yeah. And you know, although 
Roethlisberger did um, text uh, Rudolph before this, uh, you know, these opening uh, rookie OTAs that the Steelers are having and wished uh, Rudolph. Maybe he is growing up about it a little bit, but, you know, we'll see as we move forward. You know, Rudolph knows that that he's he's on his own. He can watch, and if he's smart, he's going to watch how Roethlisberger – you know, handles himself in the pocket and, and he's able to, you know, to get the, the ball downfield or what he's looking at. Those tangibles that he can learn from him, he can take away with. It, it, regardless of whether Roethlisberger even wants to, you know, to teach him anything. You know, his it's a different mm-hmm. attitude than what Eli Manning had when when they uh, 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 drafted, uh, I think, it, uh, who was it? Um Kyle Lauletta was it? I think they took him. I'm not sure who they who they grabbed, but his his thinking was that's great. You know, I, I you, I'll be you know more than happy to be able to 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 you know to work with him and show him. Well, his attitude was different because he knows it's not uh-huh. long term, and if he wants to win, he wants the same situation. So Roethlisberger, right. to, his thinking needs to be: look, if we get to that situation, then it's unfortunate, and I get hurt. We can still go all the way with a crew, so it's it's just he needs exactly. he needs to get over himself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and I think that is a great finish to the Roethlisberger conversation. Um, <laughs> and, and tell you the truth, I think uh, Dave and uh, and Hunter would say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's you know I. I you can't wrap it up any better than that. Uh, we have exactly. about five more minutes. Uh, don't have time for any more phone calls. Uh, any more phone calls. Any phone calls. Um, <laughs> but, again, want to remind people that this show was brought to you by author Mark Rosacchio, Learn the Secret of the Human Mind, Laws of the Universe that will guide you toward wealth and health, and who couldn't use more of that. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. Uh, remember that you can find the show on Twitter at WKD Sports Huddle. And if you search Weekend Sports Huddle on Facebook, you can find our page, like it, and join the conversation. Uh, Wanda, why don't you give your information one more time for the fans? Sure, you can find me um, and on Twitter at, um, at WandaW63. Uh, you can also find me at Our Turf Football. Um, uh, writing for the Chicago Bears, and you can also find me on Bears Bar Room. Uh, you'll find me uh, doing some more articles for them, and maybe on uh, their podcast as well. So, uh, hope to to see and hear some of you guys out there, Bears fans, because uh, uh, we're going to bear down this year. Ah, that's the way to do it. I'm telling you. Yeah, I agree with you. We're going to finish up the show. We're going to talk about a little bit of the NL Central. One of the days we'll have a little bit more time for it, but, you know, this Saturday is kind of like every other Saturday. You get caught up in these conversations, and and it's amazing how how quickly an hour just flies by. Um, yeah. But we got the NL Central. We're at the quarter full, uh, and right now we're looking at the Milwaukee Brewers, a half game up on the Pirates. And the Cardinals in third place, Cubs bringing up fourth place. Uh, as far as Milwaukee goes, 
uh, my issue with the Brewers is that they can't beat the Cubs. The Cubs wiped the field of the, you know, with them seven of eight games. And if you can't yeah. beat the Cubs, you're <laughs> don't go looking to uh, call yourself a contender yet, because right. you, know, <laughs> you just you know you, you gotta be able to uh, to beat the teams that have been kind of keeping you down the last couple of years, and and so far they haven't shown that they've been able to do that. Uh, the surprise to me has been Pittsburgh. Because even after trading Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon, uh, this team is fighting for a top spot. They've been 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. And, you know, it, it's really been something to see them stay near the top of the, of the division. And it, it brings to mind that, you know, I got to start taking that maybe Clint Hurdle. You might have to start putting his name uh, near the top of the list of, of top managers in the Major League Baseball right now because, you know, he lost two leaders on that team, and he still has that team playing pretty, you know, pretty sharp uh, and playing hard baseball. Yeah, that's right. I mean, obviously what he's doing there is uh, just just uh, he has a whole different um, uh, feel with that team. That team is really backing him, and, He's just got him looking at it differently because I, I'm with you. I, I'm just like, I, I'm I'm really shocked at, at where the Pirates are right now. They're really playing good baseball. Yeah. And I expected more out of Jamison Tyone. I thought he was going to be the ace of that staff. But he struggled so far this year, and they're still um, near the top of the league. And, and it's, it's it's really amazing what they've been able to put together. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really. Into, it, it, it's, it's yeah. just interesting. I, I, I'm just thinking. You know, is is the Cubs' problem their pitching, or is it their, or or is it the bats? What what is going on with Cubs? Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say because I, I think the bats are going to come around. Um, and John Lester threw a hell of a game last night. Oh, my so, gosh. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, I expect most of the pitching to come around. One of the things um, in my mind with Chatwood is it takes time to get used to throwing when you're not into that high altitude. You know, you're trying to throw a curveball. You're really bearing down on your curveball when you're in Colorado, and you don't have to do that in other parts. And I think that might have been one of the problems with his early wildness. Um, but, you know, the guy who was signed to be the ace, Hugh Darvish, it's, it's a never-ending puzzle with him. Because, yeah. you know, and I, and I know, what were people out in Los Angeles saying about him after the World Series? They were, they were you know, they, they weren't like, Everything wasn't you, Darvish, to be honest, because you know they they were actually like he didn't he didn't uh, um, he didn't win the games that he was supposed to. You know he though though after the you know in the NLCS game, you know he allowed only one run and and you know in six and, and a third inning with seven strikeouts when he pitched against the Cubs during that time. But then mm-hmm. then as soon as he he gets this contract, which Mind you, is the most ridiculous contract to give this player who really wasn't like that great. 
at all to start off to zero and three with with forty two strikeouts and an ERA of five point five six. And who did we let go? Right. Arietta. Look at what he's doing in Philly. Yes. He's three and one right now. It's just it's absolutely blows my mind in that whole thinking. We kept Arietta, you know, we would not be in this position, really. And I'm being honest. We kept Arietta yeah, I agree we with you. in this position. I agree with you because I think Arietta actually figured some things out last year. Uh, yep. Quit trying, stopped trying to throw so hard. It's, you know, that, that two-seamer, he was really trying to throw it hard, uh, trying to throw it past guys. And I think the second half of the season, they figured it out. He learned that, you know, it, it's more placement. It's more, um, you know, pitching. I think he learned to pitch uh, the second half of last year. And, and yeah. he had a great second half. So, you know, it surprised me, too, that they didn't bring Arietta back. But Darvish, I've always thought he had some, you know, incredible stuff. Um, always seemed to be, you know, looking at him from afar seemed to be fairly unhittable uh, and very tough to uh, to deal with. But, boy, initially hitters right now aren't having any problems with him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just don't. And, I don't get it. And then you had the thing where he was sick, went on the ten-day DL. Uh, right. They moved back his start a game so that he would make his next start on the road instead of Sunday at home at Wrigley Field. Um, it's you wonder where he's at mentally now. And correct. I, I think he's the whole key to this thing. Uh, I think the Cubs can can start putting this division behind them if they can get Darvish going because their bullpen has been so good. Right. Exactly. So, so if, they, if Darvish can find back his groove, he can he can get control, he can do what he needs to do, close out the games, you know, then, then, you know, then he's got that confidence back and he can be the starter that he's capable of being, you know, but right. if, if he's, if he is like, like you said, if his mind isn't where it's at. He's just going to keep thinking, and 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 then the Cubs are going to have to look at okay, we're either going to have to trade and get another pitcher and do something to to take the spot because you know going into the postseason right. you want to be fully loaded and not not have to figure out what what they're going to do next. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Um, yeah. So yeah, you just got to keep hoping that I mean. This is the way it is. We have Darvish. I mean, they don't, yeah. unfortunately, we don't have Arietta. We do have Darvish, and we're going right. to have to hope that uh, uh, at some point they can get his head straightened out and, and kind of bring him, get him, get his head back to where they were, um, you know, when he was with Texas and pitching really effectively. Yeah. Exactly. Wanda, we are out of time. Would you believe I'm it? <laughs> we have done an entire hour. It's, it's amazing, amazing how fast it goes once you get into it. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah. it has been wonderful to have you on because you've been outstanding. You were an outstanding uh, co-host. Oh, today. thank you. And, it, was, it was a pleasure yeah. being being here with you. Yeah, and definitely, you know, if this ever comes up again, I'm telling you, um, you know. After listening to this show, I think Dave and Hunter are going to start making an effort to get back to the 
to the microphone because uh, <laughs> they, they don't want to don't want to stay away too long. So, but I do appreciate you coming on. You were just outstanding today. I really do appreciate it. Uh, fans, we will be back on next week. WRST Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle. This is Tom Pollan. We will talk to you next weekend, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday morning. Have a, Have a great week.